Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Top of Horror. It's Friday. TGIF, maybe. <laughs> anyways, it is uh, opening day, or uh, opening day for earnings season, anyways, for the second quarter. And what do we expect? And of course, JP Morgan reported, and uh, they blew out the numbers, uh, the, the, but the stock. Did not have a great reaction, didn't have a horrible reaction, just didn't have a great reaction. And I think one of the things that we have to look into is, um, is everything now priced in? Has the market assumed everything that we're going to see? You know, we've had a monster up week in general uh, on very light and thin volume. But again, we, t- we talk about this all the time. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, that's not important at this point. But the real question is, has the market, you know, efficient enough to have priced in uh, the the earnings? I mean, we're expecting, uh, I think, 20 percent gains. And I think J.P. Morgan was up about 18 percent okay, over expectations. So, uh, you know, you, you, you at some at, at some point in time. There's a meeting of the minds. You know, the, the markets are priced into efficiently. And I'm not saying this is it, but it wouldn't be a, a total surprise if it was it. I mean, certainly we have said here for the last couple of weeks that we would not be surprised to see new highs. But what we really were looking for is for the opportunity to see the sell-off and then sell the rally that comes back after that. Because obviously we're not going straight down. So when you look at the overall picture, you say, okay, so are, are the earnings priced in? Are we priced for perfection? And my answer is, is I would think so. But but again, you know, there's so many quirks around in the in the business <clears throat> that you know there could be. Look, we're never going to try to call the exact top. We might say, hey, this is a position, this is a place we'd like to see about getting short. But certainly, we're not going to try to actually predict the top itself. And, you know, so we'll see as the earnings season goes into full gear. But, I mean, can you imagine these technology stocks? I mean, they go up like, you know, again, they go up like they did during the Internet bubble. And, again, I'm not saying that they're in a bubble today. Uh, but certainly one would think that they might possibly be just a, just a shade, just a touch overdone here. Um you know, obviously, as you know from listening to me long enough, I am expecting a pretty nasty sell-off at some point. You know, very similar to what we saw after the January 29th highs. Uh, and I expect to see worse than that the next time. But in the meantime, can I predict when? No, I, I, I wish. 
I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I could. But, you know, again, I would have to say that in my opinion, the overall markets have priced in the uh, uh, have priced in the the news. Okay, uh, I can't I can't imagine. Okay, um, I can't imagine that we are not in uh, fully priced. Uh, again, that does not signify that we will not go higher. It just means that, as I've said, kind of all along, yeah, we've been been up a couple hundred points, a couple hundred points. Now that is not you know remember that's not a very big move. <laughs> You know, a 20,000 point index. So what I have to look at and say is, okay, so we'll continue to see how far they'll drift higher uh, and, until we do see some sellers. But at some point, sellers will come out um, uh, and we'll see where where it goes from there. But of course, you know, we're seeing a dramatic beatdown in commodities, which I think is the spot to be. I mean, grains and have been just so slaughtered. It's just been, it's been a major collapsing. And as you know, I obviously you know that I called for like four fifty corn this year. Well, we're, maybe I should have said three fifty corn. But no, I mean, but again, I think that this is again, this is this is more related to the equity market uh, than anything else. You know, there is no money. All the money is flowing into equities right now, and it's very quiet. Uh, again, obviously, I'm not very comfortable with my position, but it is what it is. I'm not getting out. Uh, I'm going to hold these. These these are grains. Holding grains to me are like holding a stock. And I'm not going to get out here. Uh, in fact, I'm looking to buy some more. I think that, uh, again, you know, there are certain valuations on, on product, okay, soft commodities, you know, who knows what's going to change in, the, in you know, shortly. Again, uh, I think that you, you look at this as a, if you're in, you look at it as a long-term investment and, and, and play it from that standpoint. Uh, it does look like uh, uh, oil uh, is, is peaked. Uh, we've come down quite a bit, and, of course, it looks like we're coming down uh, further. You know, again, I, I wouldn't, there's obviously going to be little rallies here and there. But, you know, that, that big sell-off on uh, Wednesday was pretty much indicative. You know, when you're expecting a build or, or a draw in inventories of $3 million, you get a draw of $12 million, which is unbelievably bullish, and you collapse, that's kind of saying that maybe, maybe old Bubba is right. He does know that that backwardation formation is, is, is wrong, and, and maybe we will see. Uh, a little bit of meltdown. So I think, again, I would be a, a continued seller of oil on rallies. You know, I, I never try to sell it down the hole. I look to try to sell it when it has some strength to it and look to sell into the rally. So that would be what I'd be looking through there. Uh, gold looks like um, the moment of truth. Again, I wrote this yesterday for Kitco. But trading at 1240, I mean, this is this is like the, 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 the death. Okay, this is right at the end. And, you know, if it goes through 1240, it's probably going to 1200. You know, I think it's, I think the range would be, you know, again, everybody takes it literally 1240, you know, 1236 is the same as 1240. But if it breaks, if it starts to break down and then it can't get back above 1240, that would be signify that 1200 is in play or maybe even sub 1200. Uh, but again, we've got a very sloppy uh, outside markets. The, uh, you know, Bitcoin's been, you know, under a little bit of pressure. Uh, uh, gold's been under pressure. The dollar continues to rally. 
And of course, uh, the dollar is back over our 95 level, which we continue to say is we're going to 97 first. So I think you just have to look at it from 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 that perspective, okay, and and kind of understand uh, where you're looking for and what you think is going to happen from here forward. Uh, but again, I, I look for the dollar to continue its route up. I mean, it was it got you know it couldn't break out. Now let's see if it can break out you know, next week and hold above this 95 level. Uh, you know, I believe that it can. Uh, I believe that it's it is going uh, significantly higher. I think it's going to par. Uh, and again, I, I don't think that that's not my opinion is not going to change there. There is nothing to be able to change, in my opinion. So I think that that's very important uh, to understand that it looks like it wants to go higher. The pattern, everything looks bullish for the dollar, and everything looks bearish for the others. So we'll see how it plays out. In the meantime, this is Friday, Friday the 13th, whatever the tricks of acrophobia, whatever. In the meantime, this is the Bobby Show, Todd Bobby Horowitz. And, of course, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm you can uh, download us and, and you also get the uh, sporting edge over the weekends as well as crypto investor x and of course don't forget to get bubba's daily update it is available to you for free every single day after the market closes i send you an update telling you what i think and what happened and uh, it's live time so check it out go to bubbatrading.com the little box pops up fill it out and you can be received this be receiving the updates each and every day this is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. And I don't know if anybody caught uh, Peter Strzok yesterday on, uh, on, the, on the Hill, the FBI agent with his girlfriend, Lisa Page, who did not show up for a subpoena. And I guess... Subsequently, has worked something out, but uh, you know they were the the uh, the lovers uh, from the FBI that uh, are uh, that said some things about Trump, and I guess when they were having a texting conversation, uh, he said we'll take care of it or whatever. And uh, you know, in the meantime, it, it, listen, I don't have any problem with people's opinion. I think that the FBI should be a little more careful. Uh, about what they say and where they say it and how they say it. You know, as, as they say in Vegas, somebody's always watching. And if you're part of the FBI, probably somebody's always watching. Okay? So I think it was kind of dumb on his part. Uh, but I tell you what I, I didn't like. Okay? Again, I, I, this whole left and right thing has gotten really ridiculous. But I think our Congress, okay, I think the House should be embarrassed, okay? If you watched any of that, those hearings on Thursday, it was an embarrassment. The interrupting, the, the, the failure to, to really want to follow the law, uh, but, but the, the, the total divisiveness from the guys on the left, and again, I'm not, this could be the opposite. So again, this is not a political statement. I don't really care which side it is. I mean, both sides should be embarrassed, okay, to have, they were, they reminded me of a bunch of uh, kindergartners trying to do something. And, you know, uh, they're, they're trying to get motions and, and do all these things, you know, they're trying to get Bannon back in, 
for another testimony because again they're, they're they're trying to change the narrative and they're they're trying to mislead everybody and again this is not one sided this is there's always two sides right so again I'm not just blaming it just happens to be in this case it's the left that is just totally ridiculous and I thought that Elijah Cummings was going to lick his boots, okay? Uh, now, again, when are we going to get an equal house, okay, where we have actually we discuss the factors and quit making this into a political arena? Uh, because this is, there's very serious things that happened here with, with this whole situation, and quite frankly, I'm sick of it. And and, and again, it doesn't. Uh, there's always, you know, again, there's 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 finagling on both sides. As I've said here many times, that at the, when they when the when the when the camera shut down, you know, these guys go in the back, have a bottle of scotch and a cigar, and say, "How do we screw the American people more?" Because the whole thing is, to me, is a screw job, anyways. So, what I think here is that we should be embarrassed from the the people that are, are representing us we can't we've got all kinds of interruptions we've got all kinds of nonsense going on without getting to the actual heart of the matter and you know i i don't know i i just think that you know for example you know why are these uh politicians in general so much so full of teflon <clears throat> i mean even even Hillary Clinton. I mean, she should have gone to jail, or she should have had charges anyway. She should have had to defend the charges. But I'll tell you what, the, the worst is, is when they have these outings, if, if, it's, if it's something that benefits the Republicans, they, you know, they throw up softball questions, okay, the Republicans do, and, you know, thank you so much, and all, all, all the BS, which is just nauseating. And in this case, it was, you know, more of a Democratic thing. Uh, or left thing, and you know, the the right was much tougher on the questioning, and the, the and the left was you know kissing up, and and again, I, is that really the purpose? And that's what I find to be uh, upsetting. Is this? There's a reason that you called this person to testify. There's a reason you have a subpoena to get somebody to testify. Why can't we get to the reasoning? Okay, why can't we um, do things? Okay, that are right, and, and that's where I think the system has broken down because it shouldn't be so much who's on the left and who's on the right. This should be how can we benefit our our voters, the American people. How can we put this to bed? Yeah, Peter Strzok's an ass. Okay, there's no issue about that. <clears throat> but if there's something to charge him with, then let's go get it done and quit trying to avoid what's going on. Okay, let, let's stop with the nonsense. First of all, the amount of dollars that is wasted on this is, is criminal to begin with. Okay, you ever wonder how we could... Spend piss away so much dough on so re such ridiculous things I mean I think in the first <clears throat> hour and a half yesterday they might have got one question out okay so I, I, I don't understand 
what's so hard to follow the law? What's so hard to follow? You know, and 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 you have you know um, these guys going crazy over nonsense. Okay, but the, the truth is that Americans should be embarrassed for them and be pissed off that that's how they're spending our tax dollars. Okay. That's the, the issue that I look at. That's how they're spending our tax dollars. And to me, I think that is just ridiculous. Okay. Uh, you know, I did a, uh, uh, an interview yesterday with, uh, with Trish Regan, uh, yesterday afternoon. And, you know, I was supposed to talk about the markets, but of course that was right when, uh, president Trump was getting into the palace and all this, the, the pageantry and whatever. But we were told, we ended up talking about, um, Theresa May and about Brexit. Now I predicted Brexit would happen. Okay. Just like I predicted Donald Trump would win the election, but I'm not, I'm not looking for a back, a pat on the back for that. But what my point is, is that Donald Trump appears to be very committed to, um, to bring to drain the swamp. Okay. He is very committed to doing things his way and running this country like a business, which I respect. And it's, I've said that be- before I even knew that Donald Trump was going to run on this show. Okay. We've been talking about that America should be run by a business. So he's, we got a guy now who wants to run it like a business. Great. Okay. Uh, but I don't think Theresa May's heart was ever in Brexit. Uh, I don't think her and Donald Trump were on parallel universes. I think that she was just kind of there. And I think that's why you're seeing so much trouble in you know people resigning from the cabinet. Uh, and I think she's going to get knocked out. And I think Trump kind of lambasted her yesterday about she didn't do a very. She's not doing a very good job, okay, uh, with with Brexit, you know. And and I and I have to agree with him. As I said, I don't think her heart is really in it. I think that she's uh, you know more you know. We we run, politicians run on a platform that they think is going to get them elected. Uh, but when they get elected, very rarely, if they're extremists, okay, you know, if they have extreme positions or whatever, do they continue through? Because unfortunately, the political system, pretty much across the globe, is 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 corrupt and rotten and uh, needs a, a total overhaul uh, starting with what we've talked about many times but, but terms, but the shortened terms but my point is is that so she didn't appear to be in it which is why she's losing uh, parliamentary members and which is why it looks pretty bad which is why I think Donald Trump lambasted her a little bit uh, because you know I, I think she's succumbing to a lot of the socialists and that's not what the Brexit is about. You know, England, the UK is very much socialist. And, the, you know, which is where, you know, that's where the central banking system started. Or the, so, you know, that's how they got, that's how we got it here. So I, I think that, uh, you know, deserved, I think that uh, Trump did the right thing. I think he did a good job at NATO. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Putin. But... Again, I think that that's part of the issues and that's really a political thing, which should not be the issue. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show. 
Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, I want to remind you about our high school investing program. If you'd like to help us out, it's at highschoolinvesting.com. Check out the site and then go to patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm and the Sporting Edge and Crypto Investor X on the weekends. We're going to step out here for a break. We'll be right back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, the Bubba Show. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to the thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwood with you. And, you know, I got to ask kind of a general question. And my question is, is when are we as Americans going to wake up and smell the coffee? When are we going to realize that, you know what, we have rights in this country uh, and we have the right to vote? And, and when are we going to wake up and quit voting in the same jackasses over and over again? When are we going to actually quit worrying about, well, this is the way we've always done it, okay, and, and really take charge? I mean, you know, we're in a position now, okay, that, you know, we could have a dramatic change in this country uh, because, you know, millennials have a lot of votes. And if, if they really start to buy into this socialist agenda, which could be a disaster, they could actually almost pull off the election. And, and I'm wondering when, when, when we, as Americans, can really will really decide that the voting rights we have are not really rights; it's a privilege, and that we should go out and try to affect change. I mean, if you watch, and we talked about this a little earlier, if you watched that ridiculous event yesterday with Peter Strzok and you looked at the people that are representing this country, okay, you would, should have to be ashamed of yourself uh, to, to see most of them. And again, they're not all bad. It's, you, know, you can't group them all together. But I mean, in general, there are a lot of bad, bad people there that do not have the interest. They're not there for what they were voted for. And, and, and I think that, you know, we as Americans need to be a little bit more diligent about voting. And I, I don't care who you vote for. OK, if you want to be a socialist, OK, vote for it. That, that. That is your right as an American citizen. But we need to get out there and vote because I don't know about you. Now, for, again, for me, it's not going to change my life one way or the other. No matter what happens from here, I'm old. OK, uh, you know. So, so I'm in. I'm in. I'm in the, as they say, the home stretch. 
All right. You know, I could live a day. I could live 30 more years, but that would be pretty much the, the, the cycle. And, and of course, there's not going to be that big a change in, you know, in the rest of my life, nor would there be enough that would affect me. But certainly, I want to think about my children and my grandchildren and, you know, my family over, you know, over eternity. And, 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 and I hate the way that, that we could leave this country for them. Now, again, the country itself is great. Obviously, America is great. But it, I think it's time we, we really get out there and have to, you know, start voting these, these jerks out instead of just saying this is the way we've always done it. I, I think that the, the setup is, is, is it needs to have a dramatic change because we've become far too political. Okay. It's always down party lines, not what's in the best interest. There's far too much graft in the system uh, because, you know, guys get comfortable in their jobs. And, you know, when you get a little power, you, you push certain things a certain way. You get the you have the opportunity to, to make things happen, uh, and obviously that's why there's lobbyists, okay, to lobby for somebody, and and I'm just I'm, I'm wondering is, is the fact is when do we wake up and say enough, okay, you know we don't want to wait until it's too late we don't we don't want to be in a position where it's too too late it's like you know uh, the Federal Reserve I mean that was a you know, again, I don't know. Well, I wasn't there at Jekyll Island, but it was based on the readings that I made and based on the results that I see in the country, in the economy, uh, that was not a good deal. But they were so late before it happened. And, of course, we get into a habit of, well, that's the way we've always done it. And I think that, to me, is the problem, That because that's the way we've always done it. It's like we're talking about these... These trade wars, and everybody wants to bring back Smoot Hawley. Okay. Or they want to bring back the Nixon or the, uh, or the Bush uh, uh, tariffs. You know, those were not a mass amount of tariffs, those were focused on one item. And I think that, you know, the way that, that Trump has handled this has been spectacular. Okay. Again, I don't believe that. We're gonna that our farmers, which is what they always go up talk about on the news on TV. I don't think they're in as bad a shape as one says. Uh, but I think the either way, the long term view, in my opinion, is that this is going to be one of the biggest benefits ever for farmers. You know, we've talked about this with the prices. I mean, they've had you know other than a couple of bursts, but basically prices have been brutal for for quite a while. Um, and it's, it's, it's due to a lot of different things, but now if we would actually get the true free market system and you had true price discovery and true supply and demand, you would have, I think a much better market and it would open up who you could sell to and how much you could sell. So again, I think that that's, that's part of it, but I think it goes back to that. We can't be satisfied with the way things have always been. NAFTA stinks. Okay. And I know you, you're used to it. Okay, so it's not does it doesn't stink, but again, there's better ways to do it. And and why should we have tariffs and quotas in 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 North America? Okay, I mean anywhere you can just you could drive to basically. Why should you have to have tariffs there? 
Um, you know, and, and again, I, that, to me, that is the bigger issue. And this is where all this back room stuff comes in. Okay. This is not, none of this was ever done with the, to, with, in, in my opinion, with the total view of American citizens in play. This was to benefit those making the deal. Okay. And, you know, I, I think that it, the position where we are now, and it, it's time to say, hey, it, it's let, let's make it a fair and free or no deal. Okay. You know, remember how we, whatever his name is, deal or no deal. I mean, I don't think we have a good deal. Okay. I, I don't think it's, it's to our benefit. I think that it creates a lot more government subsidies. And, and, and why should it? If every market was just free and you could buy and sell from anywhere you want, then you wouldn't have, you talk about the, like the drug stuff. Okay, drugs. I mean, I can go to Canada or Mexico and buy the same drug for 10% of the price I have to pay for it here. But if we have everything becomes a true free market and we lift all the bull, then I think you get, A, I think it actually brings better pricing, okay? Because there's a lot less red tape pay that has to go through it all. Okay, do you realize right now when you you know you 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 have to go through customs with your goods? You know you, you we buy something from China. Okay, so obviously there's shipping, there's freight, there's duty, all this other stuff that comes with it, and then it gets through. It's got to go through customs. Now again, I understand you have to check to make sure there's nothing illegal, but but my point is very simple. I mean, if we take away all the the watchdogs on on who's trying to figure out what's got to be. I, I, I think it makes it better, okay? And it, again, I think you reduce the cost of getting the goods in and you increase the profit for everybody because you're reducing the cost. You know, I used to manufacture something, okay, actually, well, I manufacture work boots, okay? Uh, and uh, uh, we, bought, we, we, we would have them made for $8. Leather, leather work boots in China, you know, knockoff of Timberland type of boot, $8 or $9, okay? But by the time we got them, okay, between all the extra expenses, they were about 16 or $17, okay? And then, of course, you got to market them. I mean, you know, and I think you can take off all that stuff. And, and of course, it gets very, the material thing gets very, very, uh, very troubled, so there's a lot of things that go on on the between the product and when it gets to the consumer and cost that if we eliminated all this crap, we wouldn't have to worry about. And that is something that I think is is the most important thing. Okay. And that's what I think is is really the story is how do we get that? And and it all comes back to what we opened up this segment with is get out and vote. Let's get rid of some of these these people that are not don't have the the interests of America, but they have the interests of themselves. Okay, because when you serve as a politician, you should. I mean, you're going to make money. I get it. Okay, you're in power. I get it. You know, it's like a lot of the it's like a lot of city mayors. You know, that don't get paid to be the mayor, but they get paid other ways. I get all that, but the, we're talking about we're at epidemic proportions of the amount of money. That, that gets thrown away. And, and I think that that becomes the story. If we would just eliminate that, okay, I think we'd be in much better shape going forward instead of in the same shape that we're always in. 
And to me, that's always a problem. Okay. So again, I urge everybody to, to, you know, do a little work, get out there and vote when it's time to vote. And, you know, don't, don't, don't believe in things that just because that's the way we've always done it. I think that's a mistake. I think that's how we got into some of the issues we got now. I think that's what we got, you know, $50,000 a year to go to college. I think that's what we got all these ridiculous taxes everywhere you go. I mean, you know, at every product, I mean, you know, just tax, tax, tax. So anyways, this is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, remember to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And don't forget to get uh, the Sporting Edge while you're there uh, with uh, Wits and Roz. This is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, you're going to stop out here for a break and we'll be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, the Bubba Show. We're coming right back to you. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with the one, the only, the unbelievably talented Jane King. Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report. Jane King, what's up? Hey, Todd. Good morning. Um, the world just gets more and more interesting. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it does. And obviously, it was a big week. So let's first talk about the Supreme Court selection. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, what are your thoughts? That's right. Well, um, I, I mean, I guess he, he seems good. Um, you know, I, I was a little surprised. I thought he might pick a conservative woman to be on the court. Maybe he will at some point. Um, but Kavanaugh, and, and I thought, you know, Kavanaugh's kind of got that establishment pedigree, you know, being with the Bushes and stuff. But um, people seem happy with the pick, and it sounds like he's certainly qualified. So I think uh, Brett Kavanaugh will be our next Supreme Court justice. Yeah, I think that he wanted to pick, I think it was named Amy. I've heard her whole name. Yes, Amy Coney Barrett, I think. I, I think the problem was, in this particular case, I think that she's a little bit uh, uh, too far, or a little bit too religious, I think is what they said, uh, for this. For okay. this, for this I, I don't know that I'm only hearing what I heard, but I think that was one of the reasons. I think she'd be a much tougher one to get through before the election. Uh, and he might even yeah. have trouble with his own party trying to get this through. So I think I think Brett Kavanaugh was the safe pick first. And I think, listen, I think Ginsburg's going to throw it up now anyways. I mean, you know, she was trying to hold off, but now, you know, what, what's the point? You know what I mean? Well, she's, I mean, well, that's true. And she's also, you know, she's very old. And I mean, I just, I, I can't, if Trump, if Trump is reelected in 2020, he for sure will be appointing a position there. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot yeah. of positions. But you know what? I, obviously, there's so much to go over. But did you happen to watch the Strzok testimony? I did watch most of it. Um, wow. Are you as embarrassed as you are? You, are you as embarrassed as I am about the, the, the house? The, just the way they these these act like kindergartners? Well, I thought, you know, I, I guess the headline here is I don't think anybody looked really good. Maybe Trey Gowdy. Trey, Trey Gowdy was like, he kind of stuck, stuck to the topic. Um, he presented evidence. He made a clear, concise case. Um, some of the Democrats were just, I mean, oh, the guy that said he should get a purple heart. I mean, that guy has no idea what a purple heart is and what you do to get a purple heart. He's just stupid. Um, this, you know, the Democrats just talking about him like he's a hero. It's crazy. Uh, Strzok looked arrogant, defensive, and delusional. Um, saying that he, you know, wasn't biased in his investigations, which is impossible to believe. It's just beyond common sense. And I thought some of the Republicans didn't get, like, I, I didn't like the fact that it was brought up about his affair. I don't think that was relevant to, 
um, what they were trying to find out, which is whether he was doing a bias investigation. So it just the whole thing was just, I mean, I, I honestly, like I watched some of this stuff and I'm like, we should really just vote everybody out and just start over with people with like common sense that really want to solve problems and not showboat and be partisan. I agree. I couldn't agree more. But again, I was I was embarrassed. It was like, how can these be? How can these people be representing our country? And 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 of course, uh, Trump at NATO. What were your thoughts of the uh, at Trump at NATO? Well, you know, it's so funny. It's like I get up at you know two in the morning and come to work. So one advantage to that is, is whenever he travels, you get to like a chance to see all these things live. So I was watching that. Uh, discussion across the table with the, the NATO Secretary General about Germany and, and energy from Russia and all that. And I was just in, in amazement watching it. I just had a meeting like the day before, kind of business meeting, like kind of looks similar, people across the table. And I was like, how does Trump act in these situations? And so, um, I mean, you know, here's the thing, he brings up stuff that nobody else will. And that's what the world needs. I, you know, I know he's controversial. And there's a lot of people out there who are like, well, we, this stuff needs to be brought up behind closed doors. And they're our allies, we need to be friends with them. It's okay to like bring up things that are conflicting with your allies. Um, they're like asleep, some of these people. And so I, I have no problem with how he's acting. The world needs shaken up. And he's doing it. He's like a one man shakeup show. It's amazing. (laughs) I love how he's acting. Look, he's not Uh part of the he's not part of the fray. And I think that that is the the, the biggest thing. And where everybody's everybody. And again, I'm I'm not picking a party here. You know, just because in this case, it's the left. The right has done their many of their things that are just as childish and just as stupid. So it it doesn't matter who you support. What you should be worried about is that these are the people that are that, that make all the decisions that affect all of us. And I don't think they make very good decisions to help anybody. I think the only decisions they make, in my opinion, is the ones that help themselves. I mean, you continue to hear you and I talk about the trade wars every week because it's just part of the story. But the trade wars have not had any real effect yet on, on, on the farmers. I mean, yes, grain prices are lower, but grain prices are lower because... There's an, because we're having a bumper year, so there's there's a supply. But the real the real truth right. is is that the guys that are worried about it are the lobbyists who benefit from making these bad deals, and and the politicians that get let, let to line their pockets because we have all these bad deals in place. That's my opinion. What do you think? Yeah. Well, soybean prices are down this year. Uh, that started before the trade wars began, but it did you know add to it. Um, but what's happening now is, and we've been around the markets, we know the saying, high prices cure high prices, low prices cure low prices. So bargain hunters are coming in buying soybeans up at lower prices because China's not buying U.S. soybeans right now. So the market's kind of working. Um, I mean, I think, you know, what you have to do is have faith that, that these, these tariffs have been unfair for decades and we've gotten used to them and nobody likes change. And... In the long run, and this may take longer than people want, but in the long run, things are going to be more fair. So we can't we can't keep going like we were going. We can't keep going with China stealing our technology, um, with with unfair tariffs. I mean, everything needs to be renegotiated and started over. And I mean, we've really in the U.S. suffered from about forty years of bad leadership and. Um, people who have cared more about what people think and whether they're getting invited to the right cocktail parties. And, you know, I mean, Obama with Jay-Z, you know, that stuff is just ridiculous. I could could not agree more. (laughs) We finally have somebody, you know, in in office that doesn't care if people like or not. And it's really refreshing. It's actually going to be good for the country if everybody just calmed down a little bit. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Again, I, I believe, here's my opinion. I want to get your thought. I say that when the, the it's all said and done, 
we will actually end up with real free markets where farmers won't have quotas of what they can sell where and how much they can sell. And we'll have true free markets, which at the end of the day will be better for everybody because then it will come down to a true supply demand business and a true, a true model mm-hmm. instead of an, an, a manipulated price model. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited. My kids are nine and 11 and I'm excited for what I think could potentially be the world that they'll enter. I think the world will be more free. I think the world is waking up uh, to unfairness. Like I didn't even realize the relationship of Germany and Russia and energy and how the pipelines went through Eastern Europe. I mean, countries that Germany's hostile, that Russia's hostile to. And you know, I mean, if another country controls your energy or your food supply, you're kind of their slave. And so I think Trump is absolutely right to bring that up. So um, it's I, I just think I feel like Trump is kind of setting the stage. And, and I know he's controversial and, you know, but I think he's setting the stage for what will be a better life um, for young kids. I mean, there's I, I hope he tackles student debt and education at some point. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that or not. But that's another thing that young people really have to worry about that hasn't really been tackled yet. That's huge for them. No, no, it's Jake. I mean, we've got that that's coming out the yin yang. And, and <laughs> lastly, but uh, you know, Brexit's back in the in the story, and of course, uh, uh, Mr. Excuse me, President Trump. Uh, gave a little shot to, 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 to May, and I think deservedly so. I mean, I, I was on with Trish Regan yesterday, and I said, I don't really think her heart's in it. I don't think she's truly on that side. I think she's someone who used part of that to get in, but I think she's really not the independent thinker that Donald Trump is. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I think that's becoming more evident. I mean, she's had several people in key positions resign over the week because she's trying to kind of slow it down and soften it up a little bit. And that's not what the British people voted for. And um, she needs to give them what they voted for and what they want. Um, and she's, she's almost like, you know, thinking I know better than what you guys did. And we can't have a country run that way, not if you're a democracy. And Jane King, as always, thank you so much for joining me. It's always great to have you on. You always bring great insight. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Todd. And that was our friend Jane King from Lila Max Media, the Kitchen Report. And this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, make sure you download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And don't forget to get the Sporting Edge on the weekends as well with Xander and, and with, uh, with Xander and Ethan. And, of course, Crypto Investor X, which is on the weekends as well. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Everybody have a great weekend. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you back here on Monday. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. 